Welcome to the Vineyard Northridge Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker, Dennis Kozloff. For more information about our church, visit our website at vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge. Greetings, church. I hope you're doing all right. We're still going through this interesting time, unprecedented time, and we're getting used to some of it, and we'll probably never get used to some other aspects of it. But the church life goes on. It takes different forms and shapes. We find new ways to interact online, and we're doing this pre-recorded messages. You feel free if you want to reach out to me personally with any questions or comments. You can do it through Facebook. You can do the same thing to Pastor Neil or anyone who serves in this church. Today, I would like to touch a couple of moments that do not need representation to Christians because every Christian is supposed to know it, but they're so vitally important that they need to be reminded on a regular basis. Last week, we celebrated Easter. And Easter in, in Christian tradition in the West mainly stresses the resurrection of Jesus. And Pastor Neil did a great job last week talking about that. But as I studied that, I realized that in, in the first several centuries of Christian church, actually Christian calendar, so to speak, was not very different from Jewish calendar. So one of the biggest things for Jewish people, for the people of God, was a celebration of a very special day, Passover. And it was fully uh, overlapping with Christian, what later came to be known as Easter. And I learned that in early church, they really spoke much about the sacrificial aspect of the death of Christ. And today, I would like to stress this aspect because we... Once again, I would say, I personally, and I believe every Christian needs this reminder on a regular basis. So I'll start with, I'll give you three passages of scriptures today. And I want you to meditate on them. I want you to turn them into prayer. I want you to apply them to yourself. So the first one is found in the Gospel of John. Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 29. And basically, this is how John introduces Jesus to the nation of Israel. Everybody is full of anticipation. Everybody's thinking maybe John is the Messiah that uh, the people of Israel are waiting for. And John says, no, I'm not the one. I'm here to, to prepare you for the coming of the one. And I'm here to tell you when he comes. And the moment comes, and here's how he announces him. Uh, chapter 1, verse 29, he says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The shortest introduction ever, but it, uh, it has the essence of one of the main roles Jesus carried out when he came on this earth, when he came to this earth. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Jewish people did not, did not have to have it explained to them. Because the entire nation for centuries have been practicing that religion. And one of the key elements in that religion was sacrifice. Sacrificial animals were slaughtered on a regular basis. Their blood was shed. And it all started in the book of Exodus. And I'm going to read to you the book of Exodus today because it's very important. And so early church 
as they celebrated what we call Easter today, Passover, it was an explanation of the true meaning of the Passover that the Jewish people celebrated for centuries. So let's turn to, to the book of uh, Exodus. The book of Exodus in the Old Testament, chapter 12. And it's a rather lengthy passage, but I'm going to read it all. And I'll, I'm going to draw your attention to the key points here. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month. So what happens here is kind of a reset of the schedule. Of, not schedule, reset of the calendar. By the way, have you ever heard of a shopping regrets? You know what shopping regret is? Is when you buy something and then you feel sorry that you bought it. Like yesterday, I heard somebody said... The dumbest thing I bought in 2019 was a planner for 2020. That's the time we're leaving. For those of you who didn't get it, it was an attempt to make a joke. Sorry. All right. So this month is to be for you the first month. Why is it significant? Because it was a reset. So it didn't really matter what month they were in. God says what's going to happen now is going to become a starting point for you. You cancel everything before that, and you start from scratch. You start anew. So what do they start? He said, tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for the whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamp needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you should choose must be year-old males without defect. And you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood... And put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with the bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or cooked in water, but roast it over the fire, head, legs, and inner parts. It doesn't sound very appetizing, but, well, that's the Bible. So we're reading... Do not leave any of it till the morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it. So he goes on to describe that they, they need to cloak. They need to have their cloak tucked into their belts. Uh, you, their sandals are to be on their feet. He says, your staff in your hand. Eat in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. And that same night, I will pass through Egypt. And strike down every firstborn, both men and animals. And I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That's basically what it means, Passover. In Hebrew, it's Pesach. In uh, Greek, it's Pascha. And actually, that was the word that was used originally when early church celebrated Easter, what we call Easter today, Pascha, Passover. Something happened in the land of Egypt. And I'm just describing what happened. And this is the fundamental truth for every Christian. 
the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Last week, Pastor Neil said that he, he read the scripture from Romans that whoever believes uh, that Jesus died for your sins and that God raised him from dead will be saved. So one part of this equation is death of Christ. So what did it do? So for, for Jewish people, it was not a big question because for centuries they've been sacrificing these animals and they knew somehow that the fundamental deficiency that they have, this problem that they have between them and God, can they have a problem. That's the first thing. And it needs, it needs to be addressed. Something has to be done about it. And the, the way that God provided for them to fix it was the blood of an innocent animal. So someone's life was to be offered instead of their life. Later, Paul says it was a shadow of a real thing. You know, when I'm standing here and the light uh, is broadcast on me, I can see my shadow. Shadow is just, uh, it has a resemblance of a real thing. I'm the real thing. So the same thing here in the Bible. All those sacrifices in the Old Testament, they are shadow of what was yet to come. And when Jesus came, remember what John said, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Not fixes it just for the, for the year to come. Takes it away forever. So, what happened when Jesus became this lamb? And l- let me also tell you something. When God speaks to the people of Israel in the book of Exodus, he says, the angel of death is going to go, to go through Egypt and is going to kill every firstborn in every family. Rich poor, famous, despised, Egyptians, Jewish. It doesn't matter. It was coming across the board. And he said the only thing that can stop that would be the blood of the sacrificial lamb put on the doorposts of the house. And that's exactly what happened. I want to read chapter 53 from the book of Isaiah. What, described, what is described there is basically the gospel. The gospel of the death of Christ. What happened when Christ died as a sacrificial lamb? Chapter 53, uh, the, book of, the book of Isaiah. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord has been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot. And like a root out of the dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by man. A man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their face. He was despised. We esteemed him not. Surely, listen. So he, he describes what was happening There was nothing attractive in him. And uh, the interpretation that people gave, they thought, okay, he must have done something that was not pleasing to God. So God is punishing him for that. But then he gives what truly was happening beneath the surface. Surely he took up our infirmities and he carried out our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God. We were wrong. We thought God is punishing him and God was punishing us. He was not punishing him. Our punishment has fallen upon him. 
He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him. And by His wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted. Yet, He did not open His mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, or in other translation, no evil, no sin, no wrong, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, again, the language of a sacrificial offering, the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many. And he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great. And he will divide the spoils with the strong. Because he poured out his life unto death. And was numbered with, the trans with transgressors. For he bore the sin of many. And made intercession for the transgressors. I know it's, it's, it's a lot. But listen to that. He has done it. He has become sacrificial lamb. That takes away the sin of the world. The book of Romans says that he died for our transgressions or for our sins. And he, will, he, he rose again. Listen to that. King James translation says. Because of our justification. You know why Jesus rose again? He didn't have to. He could go directly to the Father. You know. Uh, one drop of his blood would have been sufficient. For our, for our sins to be forgiven. But he was, he was, raised, uh, he was taken up from the dead. He, he rose from the dead. It says. To show the seal of approve, uh, the seal of approvement from God that what He has done has been accepted, has been received. You know what it means? That means if, just like those Israelites, they slaughtered the lamb, but they needed to take the blood and apply it to the doorway, to the post of their doorway, so that the angel of death would not cut off their future. The same thing happens here. Jesus has died and took away our sin. You know what, friends? You can live guilt-free today. And if you live under the heavy burden of guilt, you know what it means? You don't fully trust yourself to what Jesus has done. It's not about how hard you seek the Lord, how hard you try to experience Him. It's super important. I am total proponent of uh, experiencing the, the highest degrees possible of intimacy with the Lord. But everything has to have a basis. 
And the basis for your walk with God is not what you do, but what He has done. This what makes a fundamental difference between the gospel and religion. Religion gives you little hope that one day you will reach something. And gives you methods and ways and steps and formulas. And you try and you're full of hope, but usually you end up in despair. The gospel is a good news of what has already happened. And you begin to live in that reality. And the enemy hates when people begin to, to believe the gospel. To believe that he truly was the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. And my sins are taken away. If you keep on reading the New Testament in the light of this accomplished fact, you will realize that the, you've got it all already. You, you, just, you just need to trust God that He has truly done what He said He has done in His Son. The Spirit of God will start moving mightily in your life as soon as you let go of your efforts and your attempts to please God and accept the perfect sacrifice of Jesus that fully pleased God. You are complete in Him. You have fullness in Him. And I know that maybe you were raised in a Christian environment that kept pushing you to do stuff for God. And maybe today, I don't know who you are watching that, but maybe you, you don't even want to have anything to do with the church anymore because you're burnt, you're burnt down by your efforts to please God. Because it is not possible. God is pleased with Jesus. Jesus and what He has done applied to your life makes you pleasant to God. You become a pleasure of God. He becomes your true father. You know, I, I learned this new English word. I know English is not my native language. Uh, I forgot this word by now, but it means without much preparation. But I really wanted to bring you this news of that it's a matter of trusting the, the message that God gives you. And this message will take you right into the heart of the father. Instead of believing, uh, believing the messages of religious uh, mindsets. Sin. I, I, I might say something very controversial right now, but I, even by my own experience, I know that even sin cannot stop the move of the Spirit of God in your life. Usually what, what stops God's reality in your life is you're rolling up your sleeves trying to do something for God on your own. Jesus is the starting point. Jesus resets everything in your life when you receive Him. And Jesus continues to be the one who gives you strength for living every single day. Israelites, and you know, we, we're, we're living right now in this lockdown state quarantine, right? So we're supposed to sit in our houses and do nothing, basically. That's our top priority right now. Like the, the basic messages of all the government officials, like stay home, do nothing. That's pretty much what was happening in the, during the day of Exodus that I just uh, read to you from the book of Exodus chapter 12. Go into your house. Make sure the blood is applied to your uh, doorway. Stay there. Do nothing but eat the, the flesh of this lamb that, that is roasted on the fire. You know what fire is? You know why he was roasted? That was the wrath 
of God. That was the punishment, the judgments of God for all the iniquities that we produced and will ever produce. It was all taken by Jesus, absorbed by Jesus. So nothing was left. So today that's, uh, I know I'm repeating myself, so I'm, I'm wrapping it up. And I, I want you to really take this time when you're, you're, you're sitting in, in your house during this quarantine time. And take this time as a reset time. Ask yourself honestly, am I a religious person with a religious mindset using the Bible as a religious book? Or am I someone who believed the good news that Jesus has provided? Total forgiveness. Total purification of your conscience. And the new and living way to experience God's presence in my life. His acceptance. Well, I, I hope I said enough for you to meditate upon and to, to ponder upon. And now I would like to pray. And those of you who have never done it, I, I want you to pray with me to receive Jesus and his sacrifice. And those of you who maybe never fully accepted the goodness of this good news, I want you to pray to God to reveal to you this, this, the goodness of the good news of God of the gospel, right? Let, let's pray right now. Father, we thank you so much for Jesus, our sacrificial lamb. He truly took away the sins of the world and he took away our sins, Lord. And today we choose to believe you. We choose to believe the gospel that our conscience can be pure. Our conscience can be clean, Lord. We can come to you boldly to receive grace and mercy for the time of need. And, Lord, we, we want to do that. We don't want any religious activities in our life. We don't want to be religious. We want to be alive in you. We don't want religion. We want living relationship with you. We want the reality of the new covenant with you, Lord. I pray for everyone who listened to me today. I pray for you to reveal yourself to them through, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we praise you, we thank you, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information about our church, visit vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge.